is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Greg McBride of Allendale. Greg, what are we seeing taking place in the grain markets? Kind of a quiet start to, to this week. Uh, down a couple of ticks in the corn, uh, uh, down uh, two cents in the uh, in the beans. Uh, not a heck of a lot of news uh, to, to speak of right now because we do have a USDA report coming up at the end of this week. So everybody's kind of Playing a little bit cool, waiting for uh, waiting for those quarterly grain stocks to to give us a little further indication of how we finished out last year and where we're gonna where we're gonna take this thing. A lot of times in the seasonals, uh, we do start to see a, a bounce back into October, and that's uh, uh, because we're setting that fall insurance price for the uh, for the Midwest in the uh, in the corn and the beans. So there is some time to uh, to potentially see some upside, but uh, right now I don't necessarily have a huge fundamental reason to give us that. Uh, that move with harvest going, you know, the, the pile's getting bigger out there with uh, with how many uh, combines are rolling right now. Greg, I know you're always keeping a close eye on South America and what's happening, especially in, of course, those two big ag countries, Brazil and Argentina. But what is the current status right now in South America and kind of how their status relates to what's happening here in the United States? Yeah, it's still dry in Argentina. So they, you know, they're coming off of a, a terrible drought last year and it still is persisting so far. Now they're just now starting to edge in and get, and get some corn planted. So that's, uh, that's the start of their planting process right now. I'd say it's a long window or it's a big window there, but uh, that's where they're at. On the, on the soybean side of things with Brazil, you've got Mato Grosso and uh, Paraná that are just starting to, uh, to plant. So they, they tend to edge in, uh, maybe late September, early October. It's been hot and dry down there. It's uh, there is some rain in the forecast, but it's been hot and dry. And uh, just this past week, they saw some temperatures that reached up uh, well over 100 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. So there's some uh, some concern on the on the planting progress uh, uh, for those guys. It's not something that you can get uh, wildly bullish on and, and you know start to take yields or or any production numbers off of because it's so early. But uh, that is something that we're going to continue to watch because if that does start to bleed into uh, a little bit further into this uh, this October time frame, it will uh, start to uh, to uh, back things off because that uh, those uh, soybean acres that they they plant tend to go to uh, safrina corn in uh, in early next year when the, when they when they do their harvest. That's the second crop uh, uh, corn out there. And then, Greg, as you mentioned, a report coming up from the USDA later this week. What are you most interested in learning from that report? Well, a lot of it is just going to be how did we how did the pile finish out for uh, for last year's crop? We had the uh, uh, the new marketing year started on September first, so that's uh, that's what this uh, tells us is how much is uh, is actually going to go into the pile for. Uh, for uh, for the new crop, how much? Uh, what are our beginning stocks uh, essentially at this point, and where where do we go from here? A lot of times, this is a big market moving report because we you know, we tend to uh, see some changes or see some adjustments to say the feed seed and residual uh, out of the USDA. It's not something that we can track all that well, so we kind of have guesses. But the USDA has thrown us off uh, in in the past. We've had times where they were wildly different than what everybody thought, 300, 600 million bushels uh, on the corn side of things. So uh, at this point, I don't think it's that big of a of a swing. I don't think it's something that uh, we should be really loading up for 
uh, one direction or the other. But I do think that uh, it kind of sets the tone for how do we finish out this quarter and start to look uh, look forward uh, into uh, into the bulk of harvest. And if if it comes out with a mild report, we could see that that seasonal bounce that I'm talking about. Uh, and and I'm not uh, saying that uh, everybody needs to just uh, batten down the hatches, don't get anything sold. It, it is something that can give us a little bit of a lift. Uh, we'll have to watch basis levels to uh, to give us an indication of is this the right time to make sales, or is this the right time to stick with the plan of maybe putting it into storage or or uh, put it on the uh, on on farm bin storage. Greg, what's taking place on the other side of the ag marketplace and the livestock complex? Well, very strong movement in the uh, uh, in the cattle complex, whether it's the fats or the feeders here recently, and it, and it looked like we were going to see this market kind of you know, go sideways and then maybe start to trail off uh, into the end of the year here. But that's uh, that's not been the case. We had a couple of very strong days uh, uh, last week and the and the week before. We went a little bit sideways on the fat cattle at the end of the week, waiting for that. Uh, USDA report. Uh, the cattle on feed report came out pretty much as expected. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't start out a little bit on the defensive this week, but those, those cash prices are still strong. So it's it, at this point, it, it does look like we're going to continue to at least work sideways at these higher levels rather than falling apart or you know maybe reaching up for that next uh, that next contract high on the hog side of things uh, seasonally uh, we've gotten past the peak or we've gotten just past the peak of the procurement for national uh, or world pork month and uh, that uh, has seen two massive down days uh, to finish out last week uh, we took off about six dollars uh, in uh, in the course of uh, uh, two days and from the highs that we put in on Wednesday it was it was about uh, six and a half to seven dollars total so there's some uh, some downside here but you're all you're doing so far on this hog market which is seasonally down from here uh, until about uh, November, all you're doing right now is testing the low end of the, the sideways range that we've been in since uh, about uh, June. So, Greg, back to the cattle market. You mentioned that you keep expecting to see it maybe move sideways a little bit or pull back even, but it's not necessarily happening. Is there a significant factor in your mind then that is just leading to that? Is it anything, one thing in particular? It, it's it's a few different things, but the production numbers we've been talking about for uh, for months and even since uh, since uh, late last year, these production numbers continue to be what everybody's looking at. There's just the the cattle aren't necessarily out there. Well, they're they're there, but there's uh, there's less numbers. We've seen a contractionary phase in this uh, uh, in this cattle uh, market uh, this year, and that does look like from looking at the USDA production numbers, maybe a, a slight expansion phase, but that's not going to happen until middle uh, to late next year at this point. So for right now, they continue to see these numbers go up. Cattle have benefited extremely well from the inflation situation that we were dealing with way back last year and since the uh, the pandemic. So uh, they've caught uh, caught a good bit and they've held on very well. Cash uh, uh, cash is still strong, even though it had backed off a little bit. It's starting to come back up around, and that's a uh, that's a good sign for the cattle industry. But uh, at this point, we just continue to uh, to hold. You don't want to get uh, too uh, too bullish uh, at the top, but uh, you know, uh, the market is still showing you it. It's an uptrend. 
Greg McBride of Allendale, our guest here today. Greg, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch for more marketing information? Give us a call at 800-2-MARKET. That's 800-262-7538. Well, Greg, thank you so much. Lots of great information as always. We will speak again soon. Have a great week. Thanks, Mark. That was Greg McBride with Allendale. It's time now for a check of the numbers. December corn up two even at 479 and a quarter. November soybeans down four and a half at 1291 and three quarters. December soybean meal up $1.20 at 387 even. December soybean oil down $1.07 at 5855. Chicago wheat up five and a quarter at 611 and three quarters. Minneapolis wheat up three quarters of a cent at 788 even. Kansas City hard red wheat up two and a half at 721 even. March oats up six and a half at 441 and a quarter. On the Merck, October live cattle down 52 cents at 186.55. September feeder cattle down 52 cents at 253.57. October lean hogs down 32 cents at 81.20. October pork cutout down $1.60 at 92.20. And class three milk up 15 cents at 17.31. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. <music>